0: Good evening, motorcycles and misfits podcast at the Recycle
1: Garage. This is Dave Colomb up at the Recycle Chilliwack Garage. Just saying hi. Jessica and I just came back from the Vancouver Motorcycle Show and we're totally
2: soaked on some new bikes.
1: So we'll be posting some stuff on our Facebook page to share with everybody and uh, give our opinion of some new bikes. Have a great podcast.
3: there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage. Tonight, in the garage, we have me, this is Liza. Next, we have Douglas. Hi. Adrian. Hello. Knock. Yes. Megan. Hello. Rich. Me. Dustin. Hello. James. What's up? Then we got Josh. Yo. Zach. Hey. Bagel. ciao. Ciao. And hiding back in the corner, because we ran out of mics, is Melanie. Just give a shout. Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) All right, so another large crowd. That's because we've got a cool topic we're covering today. But first.
1: (laughs) Well, you forgot to mention about the sunny Santa Cruz thing again.
3: I think they're getting tired of that. It's been in the 80s. Uh, we,
1: We just set a record today. It We're, was the warmest since 1899. It was freaking wow. hot out yeah. there today. I wore a long sleeve, like, oh, it's gonna be kind of cold, but no.
3: But that's the perfect segue into January. Every year is the month we choose to do the naked ride. Why? Because we want to do it when it's cold out.
1: Because it is a equivalent of a polar bear swim, but or at least as close to we, as we can get it to it in California.
3: It was one of the warmest days (laughs) of the entire year for the Naked Ride. And normally, when the sun goes down, it gets cold here. It stayed warm. We were in t-shirts at night. You know,
4: we need to start up in Ziani. It's freaking cold up there when the sun goes down. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I, leave my
3: ho- I
5: leave our house with like all these layers, and I have to pull over on the side of the road halfway yeah. to Santa Cruz. I think
3: we need to do it in July, because we always get cold weather in July.
1: That's, <laughs> hmm. Okay.
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah,
3: hey, you know. Um, so, yeah, so the naked ride happened. I know some of you here were on it. For the first time, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah.
6: So I saw, I saw some balls, man. It was crazy. Yeah, I saw
3: Knox's penis. So, uh, oh, man, I'm so sorry.
6: I am so sorry. I was mostly
7: fixated on Lucas's penis, so. <laughs> hung, <laughs> hung like a mosquito. It was just,
3: I mean,
7: it was just sort of. I mean, isn't oh, here
3: to defend himself? Uh, you exactly. can see it like
7: peeping the, out of the bush. Yeah. You know I mean, I mean, there's nothing worse than when a guy gets on his bike right in front of you. It's like looking into the hairy eye of Mordor. <laughs>
3: <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is our yearly ride. And, yes, it is legal to ride naked in Santa Cruz. But, of course, we wear the required by law safety gear, helmet, gloves, boots, cool. with their ID in your boot.
1: Yeah, you don't want to get hurt. I mean, that yeah. Way. Yeah. Um, and you it's don't want legal. to break
7: a nail while <laughs> yeah. you fall
1: down. It's legal as long as you're not lewd and lascivious, which this means it's legal as long as nobody complains. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Don't shake your junk at people. Yeah. Again. Don't stand on your tank doing like little twirls with um, helicopter penis. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> and the ride goes right up the middle of downtown strip, right past the movie lines and the restaurants and everything. Um, and Douglas, then... you led the ride. Did you want to share the accounts?
4: It was fun. Okay, yep.
3: and uh, <laughs> Megan, no it was a lot of fun. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, 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 It's really fun leading the ride because it's it's really empowering. You get all these people cheering you on and everything, and you know you, you know you look in your rear view and you see nothing but like forty headlights behind you. I thought, remember we had like twenty. Um,
1: I think next year I would like to be. Part of the ride and not leave yeah. it. Because one of the things you get from being further back in the back, because I was towards the, the rear of it, is people <laughs> have reacted by this point yeah. and are either screaming or they're trying to do the I'm so hip and cool, I'm down with anything, so I'm not even going to crack a right. smile sort of thing. Or they're like, can't process it. Their brain just breaks. In the like- front, they're still trying to figure out what's going on. Like, <laughs> really? See, still
4: that's what to I like.
7: Make sure that part, they're actually seeing what they're seeing. My favorite part was there's a, a kind of a 50 year old hippie woman in a in In a Prius, naturally. And she turned her head finally and looked over at the group, and I was staring right at her, smiling, and just saw this very appreciative nod on her face as she was checking out Doug's (laughs) (laughs)
2: hairy ass. Just sort of
3: like yeah <laughs> Yeah. Hey,
7: sure wasn't, I can do that
3: out. Yeah, Doug. <laughs> you, I think you have to shave egg. your ass or it doesn't count as naked no. <laughs> no if he
7: shaves his ass Megan won't have anything to pluck
2: <laughs> she won't true.
7: have anything to hold on to yeah,
5: yeah. No. this is also true <laughs> okay
2: ass <Pastor laughs> hair is actually
5: let
4: a
7: let handle on this one. Let, let's keep making oh. I, by the way what we're talking about uh, hairy asses your cat Josie is the sluttiest cat I have ever seen <laughs> <Yes, yes.
3: laughs> and of course Josie and Bosley the dog are all here you'll hear their Snoring soon. Uh Dustin and Rich, since you're sitting on the Bosley couch, it's your job when you start to snore to poke him.
0: Poke him. Yep. You'll, you'll hear or... it
4: in the headphones. Yeah. Uh who else who else did uh first time naked ride? Bagel. Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah. Bagel, you manned up.
8: Yep, I did it and it was hilarious
3: yeah, and, you're, <laughs> and actually
8: you're internet famous now apparently
3: Yep. <laughs> oh we, Bagel we made twitter
1: yes oh my we <laughs> got <laughs> twitted
3: we should say that there is evidence of this on the recycle sure. facebook page yeah
8: but the mm-hmm. thing I'm wondering
3: is, yeah, is has go on it made there the if you want to
5: see Lucas's wiener.
8: The thing I'm wondering is, has it made the paper?
1: <laughs> no, it generally doesn't actually. No, uh, that whole like industry.
5: It's not crazy
9: thing. enough here in Santa Cruz. That's just, that's just, d- wasn't there a comment that did make the paper once though? <clears throat>
4: That no.
5: We're yes of. there was there was a keith posted it on oh, facebook that was, an on,
1: that was an online it was newspaper city bike
4: wasn't it no, no, no it, was,
5: it was good times i think it was the good times uh, yeah
1: good times really... like craziest thing or like yeah something it like crazy. the best.
5: craziest thing you've ever seen while in santa cruz and this lady mm. was like well this one time i was at oswald's and a bunch of naked motorcyclists went oh, by oh right right right
3: uh, you can also go on youtube <laughs> and just type in i think you have to be careful when you type in stuff like this Naked Santa Cruz Yeah, because
1: yeah. um, there are actually it's Like a million hits yeah. n-
3: Yes um,
1: We like being naked here <laughs>
3: Yeah, if you just type in naked motorcycle You're going to get a lot of like things from Biker rallies in Florida You're going you to uh, <laughs> get a lot
4: of You're going to get a lot of SB650s When you yeah. type in na- naked motorcycle Or, or monster yeah, monsters. Monsters. Yep.
6: <laughs> Zach, you, uh, you did the ride too, yeah? What was that all about?
10: Yes. It was on Facebook. It was a lot of fun. The ride was Yeah. On
2: Facebook.
10: yeah there's, there's, there's a feeling when you, like, finally take your underwear off, and you're like, all right, I guess this is really happening now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. I'm, I'm
2: committed way. now. <laughs> yeah.
3: And I do have to say, so it was uh, my job and Josh's to get everybody's
2: clothes <laughs> oh. uh, transported
3: yeah. <laughs> to the destination.
2: Yeah.
3: And because it used to be that you had to take all your clothes off, put them in a garbage bag and put them into the car. But one time, (laughs) Doug didn't get that message and he left his bag of clothes here in the garage and gets to the destination. Uh -uh, No clothes. Yeah. So because of the Douglas clause, the, (laughs) the Douglas incident, I said, you know what? This time, just take all your clothes off, just put them in the bag, leave them on the ground. We will go collect them for you.
4: Most of them. Mostly. So we collected them all.
3: We did a walkthrough. We got everything. Josh took off to deliver the clothes. I was here setting up for the after party, and over in the corner, I found a bag
2: of clothes. Yeah.
3: I went, "Oh no!"
2: <laughs> so it was a disappointed. <laughs> so, Adrian. yeah, it was me.
1: So. I'm going around at Kiva. You're like, oh, "Okay, where's my bag? Where's my bag?" And because you can't be naked
6: to walk into the place. So, so it,
3: you... it ends at a hot tub.
6: Yeah, it ends at a hot tub spa. Yeah, you know, um, it was interesting because my deal was like, uh, uh, "Am I gonna die not ever having ridden a motorcycle naked?" And and I was in my mind like, "No, that's fucked up. <laughs> <We> should, <laughs> this, this, that should never happen. I should ride a motorcycle naked before I die." And so I did it. I'll probably do it again next year. And mm-hmm. That's it. Was, yep. it was fun. It was so, a cheeky fun time. Adrian, you got you got to the Oh yeah, I got keyboard. there
1: and I didn't have any of my clothes. I had just my helmet, and my boots. I'm um, like, okay, um, can I borrow some clothes? <laughs> so I went up <laughs> borrowing Doug's boxers, Antonio's Riding pants. You took my jacket <laughs> and, too. Yeah, jacket. My riding and jacket. Somebody else was about to give me their shirt when Liza pulls up, going, "Here you go. I'm so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I rushed over there, but no, yeah, it's, it's the, like funny the,
4: thing the is, perfect finish to a uh, uh, you know 20-minute yeah. cold, naked ride is, is sitting in a hot tub and talking story <laughs> and, about it. So. And
3: it's not illegal to ride naked, but it is illegal to walk into a business naked. So you have to get dressed to walk in. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah,
7: business specifically that is designed <laughs> for you to actually spend your time gone. there yeah. naked. <laughs> so. Yeah. Your clothes are on for about two minutes. Yeah.
3: But it was a really good time. It was a good ride. It, the weather was actually pretty warm. Um, no so, crashes. No crashes. No. Nope. And good crowds and lots of postings on Twitter.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, bikes with side-mounted radiators. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Yeah, All yeah. that air is blowing right
2: back so, at
7: you. You know, I have a funny story about grab- wrapping my hands around Carl's hot tailpipe during one, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: one
3: I one think that's ride. a good enough story right there. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: This
7: is the year that we actually... Uh, sort of the way that some guys do you know we, we were talking like oh yeah, yeah we should uh, we should start the naked ride further up you're know, like let's, let's just ride 17 naked and like oh, I, you know, I make highway. this crack and then like you know carl's like oh yeah i guess i'd do that and then two other guys said yeah we're in let's do it and then it's just like oh crap we're stuck <laughs> so inevitably everyone else bails out except for carl because he and i are roommates so we, of course we couldn't let the other person bail so we live in this little little house directly off 17 so we took all our clothes off get on our motorcycles <laughs> yeah it's about 15 18, 18 miles away <laughs> yeah and uh, also both of our licenses were suspended at the time either by was registered or insured I had I had what was called a, a Schrodinger license because I wasn't entirely sure it was suspended But I was pretty sure it was so I figured if I examined it closely enough I would determine the state of my license the quantum state so I just didn't think about it too much oh,
6: Did you say Schrodinger license? Yeah, yeah it was
7: a Schrodinger yes. license, exactly <laughs> So yeah, we're uh, riding down Seventeen, and I don't know how many car accidents we nearly caused that night, but there were people hanging out of the side of like a '60s Volkswagen Beetle with like a flip phone, you know, with a taking video of us. I just took a half megapixel photo of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 we're just sort of like trying to wave, but being just so, so unbelievably cold. It was just, it was
1: just. Not yeah, that, that was one of the years when it got cold. Yeah. So we're at. Um Pergs, which is one of the where we we're assembling for that year. Everybody's like chilling around, chilling around, getting ready. And all of a sudden these two naked people come screaming up on their bikes, pull the stop and immediately throw on their gear. It's like, Oh wait, you're doing that backwards. <laughs>
2: well
1: the best part is I put on my riding jacket, but I didn't want to put on my riding pants, so
7: I actually also brought a sarong. So I just put a sarong around my waist.
2: And that's what I wore,
7: like, three blocks away to the actual place, where we then got naked again with everybody else. But it's so right, though. It felt, it actually, you know, it felt good, and it made you really appreciate carbon fiber mufflers, because you can grab those (coughs) things You can grab it, it doesn't burn you. Yeah, Yeah, so I just took my gloves off and grabbed Carl's hot tailpipe, and boy, did that feel good. And there we go, full
3: circle. (laughs) So uh, today we had another nice, sunny, beautiful, busy day in the garage. Uh, Let's see. What did we do today? Oh, um, let's first start with Sage won the... Friggin' Idiot Award.
4: <laughs> I didn't I didn't hear about this. Ooh, what the happened? the duh yeah. awards, you know. Oh, duh. The duh so awards. So,
3: Sage, for a few weeks now, on his, we were talking about his... <laughs> a few weeks, really. Right? <laughs> a few weeks now, on his sport bike, his, what is it? A, ZX- Franken- it's an FZ6. Frankenstein. ZX6, ZX- 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 Frankenstein. ZX6. Track, bike, blah, blah, blah. blah. Anyway, Frankenstein,
2: yeah. The his
3: headlight now. stopped working. So he's been trying to figure out, tra- checking all the wiring, doing all this stuff. And now, for the la- for the last week or two, he's been using bicycle lights <laughs> duct taped to the front of his bike to ride. And uh, so I said, you know what? Come in today and if, if your wiring's a mess, let's just, since your taillight works, let's just run a jumper from the taillight up to the headlight and get you a working headlight. So, knock, uh, was it you who kind of stepped in? I said, hey, can you go help him run a run a wire for his headlight?
6: I was like, uh, we're not going to goober engineer this engineer this quite yet. So I asked him, have you checked your fuse box? And he's like, uh, I, I don't know. If There's I a, have fuse a fuse box? box? Yeah. It was oh. that. Oh no. no. All right. Just no take way. your shit apart. Check I remember having box. this
3: conversation three weeks ago with
6: him. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we went in there and we found the blown fuse, obviously. I think and this is actually just... really appropriate for this podcast because fuses, they are pretty new technology, so it's pretty reasonable <laughs> to look for that. Yeah, so uh, we replaced his fuse and he installed his lights back in there and he's good to go now, so. Oh my God.
3: He went, yeah, the friggin' idiot award. <laughs> Always start with the basics. And when somebody tells you to check, I think I told him check the fuses and I didn't think he didn't know where they were, so he just... Ignored that request.
9: He didn't want to take the seat off because he said he had to take the tail fairing there you off. Go. But did he have to do
3: that today? Yeah. Yeah, did. yeah, yeah he, he did. Yeah.
6: Uh, uh, so it's a fiberglass race, race plastics.
3: Race yeah. plastics, and he didn't want to take stuff apart. So he duct tape bike.
6: Yeah, bikes. the upper half of that bike is like a house of cards.
9: Everything has to be
6: assembled <laughs> together just right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah for
3: sure. And then, uh, Josh, you did some work today?
9: Yeah, I uh, adjusted the fork on my DRZ and. Uh, bent the passenger peg back into shape a little bit. It's not quite right, but uh added some tire air to my rear tire, but thankfully. Wh- what what PSI were you were you actually at today, Josh? Uh, started at 11. <laughs> and I went That's good for the
3: dirt. 15 yeah.
9: and a half. That's a little high for the dirt, but
3: <laughs> And and Adrian, I, I didn't I overhear you talking about uh, cuz you had some sliders.
9: Oh yeah, in, I made
1: sliders In your
3: back. And Adrian, weren't you saying well, you
1: you yeah, get, as, soon, as soon as like you if you get frame sliders, you order them online. Um, as soon as the package arrives or as soon as you crack open that package,
3: that's the danger zone.
1: You're in the you before you get on your motorcycle again, you have to install yeah. those. Mm-hmm. Um,
9: I've it, had these for I mean, a while, but, no, but it's but it just just you all-thread... Pl- pl- you're playing with fire, man. Yeah, yeah, it's just you don't, all thread hardware and around. skateboard wheels, so it's not really, you know. But just, it's one of these,
1: like, if you get them in the mail, like, oh, I'll do it this weekend or I'll do it tomorrow, you will crash your bike.
9: Yeah. You will puncture a crankcase. Or,
1: or your it'll fall over. Someone will back into it. Something is going to yeah. happen. But you're, you're playing with fire if you don't install them right away.
9: I've had this all-thread from the first set, which I crashed, but it, it took a while till I crashed those. Though, um
1: I did say, you or I just heard you say that you made them. So, um, usually people just buy them. So, could you go on how you made them?
9: Uh I Well, my axles are hollow, the front and the rear, so I can just... Take like threaded rod that goes all the way through and just get like fender washers, nuts, and skateboard wheels. Skateboard, skateboard wheels.
0: No. <laughs> yeah. Bailing wire, duct tape.
9: Much better than OEM. That's
7: actually really good. Yeah. yeah. Skateboard wheels work really well.
3: Nice. And let's see. Oh, I pulled out one of Knox donated uh, front master cylinders, threw it on the CB750, and that thing. Stops now. Yeah,
7: I don't know. Yeah. I remember the first time you let me ride that thing Alright, actually you asked me to ride it and I thought <laughs> the only time afterwards because <laughs> I tried to come to a stop And
1: I thought I was going like, run over some kid <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean now you can see the brake lines swell when you
0: yeah,
3: yeah, so, oh, passing of the beer. There you go, James.
6: I didn't know what uh, the, the size of the previous master Cylinder was, but uh, I put one that I had from my old Superhawk, or an old one from that I had, an extra one from, from my Superhawk.
3: Yeah, it works it, it great. It worked
6: great now. It works great.
3: Yeah, cool. I'm psyched. And then, uh, Doug, you had a little bit of success today. I had a
4: little bit of success. So, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, <laughs> <laughs> you probably know that I've been having a hard time with the FCR and the DRZ. Uh, so... All the jetting guides call for well in my in my setup they they call for a 45 pilot jet um when people were riding behind me they could they could they told me that they could smell gas so i went down to a 42 still
3: you sure they weren't
4: (laughs) yeah 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 no we had the chili
1: (laughs) after the naked ride
4: so i had megan get me uh what a 40 and a 38 40 and 38 and uh I've got a full exhaust that was after
5: it died on me and wouldn't right so
4: on the very low end it's really rich so I just put the 38 in there and it's like a million times better it's I still feel like I want to go a little bit more lean um, like what? A thirty six? Like a thirty six, probably.
7: Have you but, looked at your uh, your plugs at all? That yeah, as we we'll say, if
1: you're going too lean, um, it'll, it'll, be, it'll run
4: great. I until can it tell melts. by how many turns out I am on the fuel air. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not. I'm still a little bit over what the range is. Is like it should be between one turn out and two turns out, and I'm still like. Have
11: you adjusted the needle?
4: Or yes, adjustable. That's not the low end. I mean, that's like have to It's only on the low end where it's only on the low end. Right, right. It's only on the low end. Everything else is beautiful. And yeah. like the carb was built to be wide open throttle all the time. It's a it's a racing motocross Why don't you ride it like car. a two-stroke? <sighs> Cuz it's not a two-stroke. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I th- I think I should go down like maybe
11: just try like two more two more sizes down. I don't know. But well, I, make it, make sure like, you check your plug, especially wide open. Yeah, and then just kill the motor, take the plug on out on wide open. I actually, um, they suggest
4: a one sixty. I'm at like a one sixty
3: four. No, he's saying how to test the plug to get how a read. Do you do wide right. open, kill it while it's wide open.
11: Right. Yeah, and yeah. it'll tell you if you're too lean up on top. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? uh,
7: God, I don't even remember what they're called anymore. You guys, you guys might uh, like Richie might hear this. Uh, They're old uh, uh, spark plugs that are actually made that instead of having the opaque ceramic, they're actually clear quartz. And so it's uh, called—I don't even remember the name. But uh, so you you fire up your bike and you run it, and you can actually look inside and you can actually see the color of the flame inside of your cylinder just by just by looking at it. Those things are pretty cool. They're like uh, forty or fifty bucks, and I've wanted one for a long time. But then I I got fuel injected
10: bikes, and I stopped (laughs) caring.
3: Yeah. And then, uh, Zach, you had some success today.
10: I did. I finally got those seat mounts welded on, drilled holes, seat on the CB900. I
3: I went in. I saw he finished welding. I got a little grin on my face, came and grabbed the hammer. Because I like to just go out after somebody welds and just, yeah. okay, here I go. Whack.
1: Yeah, you just like being cruel.
3: <laughs> I do. It stood up to the test. He, did, yes. he probably welded better than I can, so... <laughs> that was good so you got some seat welding and we got some battery location to figure out
10: yep, i've been looking at that um i think i might need to move the rear master cylinder a little bit to fit the battery in there but it shouldn't be too much of a problem to do right. that um yeah. i'm still
6: looking at it just delete the master cylinder just for yeah. a tygon hose well for the people yeah, yeah. listening or, the or master a new cylinder is diesel batteries just take them together like know? 50 of them yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, Liza, or lithium uh, ion,
7: small. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell
4: us your little mishap with the, the LiPo oh. battery?
3: Well, the reason that Zach has to find a location for the battery is we were going to go with the underseat, uh, like ballistic battery, the same type I use in my, um, my XS750 triple tracker, except I killed bumping. the third battery yesterday, the third battery in a row. The first two were my fault. First one, I put it on just one of my standard chargers because I didn't read all the instructions. That's the learning curve, okay. Second one was bad on me because then I bought the very expensive ballistic charger and I only charged it with that charger, but I forgot to hook up the, the port that it reads the battery so it overcharged the battery and killed the second one. It's like, okay, now I must remember to use the right charger and hook up
4: Or just the read the port. instructions next time.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So then about a third battery, charged it up properly. It's been sitting in the bike for two months. The battery's about two months old. I haven't run the bike in about two months and decided to just get it cranked up and just sat there just cranking it, cranking it, trying to get gas into the carbs and I don't know, I cranked it about <laughs> 60 seconds and I suddenly I lost power. I went, that's odd. And then I heard a, a sp- Oh, no. under the seat i said what the heck oh, no. and smell I, it i pull the seat off now i have under the seat is where i have all the all the electrical hidden under under seat perfect and <laughs> i see the coming off the battery i have these big they're like jumper cable size it's a with a quick disconnect uh cables coming from the battery and they are bubbling and and there is, bubbling. Something is bubbling and dripping out of the battery. This is a sealed battery, and so I, as it's melting, I just reach down and grab the quick disconnect and pull it apart to save the bike. And um, I'm like, well, okay. I got the battery is now, you know, not connected to the bike. And I, I took the posts off and pulled it out because it's stuck up under the seat. And I just set it over on the workbench. I went shoot what happened? I'm working in the garage and I something caught my eye and I saw motion I look over and it's like a mini volcano <laughs> shooting smoke up out. now this is a sealed battery it has melted holes in the top of it and it's just spewing what looked like steam to me so i'm like oh cool this must musket video of which james what was it that was actually coming out of it
7: uh well uh well hydrogen was certainly one of the things coming out of it but i, I just i think there's probably some people uh, that listen to the podcast that know a thing or two about lithium polymer batteries and they're probably their eyes are gonna you know shoot through the back of their head well i did take
3: that. it out of the garage like when i saw the
7: That's video because they standing do... within a foot or two you were basically holding a grenade <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you ever uh, go on the internet look up LiPo battery explode and you'll see some pretty good videos of some big fiery smoky explosions. So if you ever have a lithium polymer battery that does that, just just run the hell away.
3: I don't think this one is my fault. I don't know why just and and I I posted it on our Facebook page and a lot of people have been responding about, "Oh, you overcharged the charging system." No, the bike was not running yet. It wasn't being overcharged, and I hadn't just charged it with a standard charger. It was in the bike, and all I did was hit the. How long did you crank it? Maybe like sixty seconds in intervals, you know.
7: I mean, normally, I mean, those batteries should normally like die pretty quick when you crank them a lot. They're they're not meant to be like a deep reservoir. They're meant to give you a lot of punch for a short period of
8: time and not weigh much. But well, my my thought is that if, if there was a short in the in the starter circuit somewhere, that the the rapid discharge from that if there wasn't a feasible link, which I don't think there was from what we talked about, that could have overloaded the battery, possibly.
7: So I thought about that,
8: but the reason...
7: Uh I don't think that'd be the case. Is if from what I recall, these batteries all actually have uh, kind of intelligent charging circuits in them now. So they're supposed to, while you're, you're still ideal to use their
8: special charger, they're supposed to okay. protect themselves. Now you're talking about charging. I'm talking about Dischar- discharging. Discharge. Yeah, discharging on the bike. Con- yeah, if you discharge it the bike,
0: too fast, it creates a lot of heat. Right. Uh, so and that it may have fried themselves. something so inside the, the battery out. if there
8: was a short in the bike's electrical system. That's why she had a volcano.
11: There is
3: nothing, no other wiring on the bike melted except for the wire it goes from the um, ground to the ground, which is in the frame, which is only 12 inches, 8 inches away from the battery. Check. That was my, the only place that melted. My so. thought,
4: Liza, is, is check the quality of your, of your ground wire See when it starts to bubble and burn through this insulation, that's that's the, the most amount of resistance the wire is going to have. So peel back the rubber, you might have corroded wires. You that was
3: only a new. That was a new wiring when I wired that up. With a so it's all it's all good, uh, good terminal, good connection. Everything's clean. Well, oh the
11: frame not the frame no. ground.
3: Yeah. Well, but
8: by, not anymore. Well, well, hang on. Though, <laughs> that alone would not be enough to fry the battery, though. It would have to be a short circuit of some kind. I would think.
6: Maybe you actually got a shitty dud battery. I mean, it's possible. But the I mean, only
3: thing seems now. possible to me is that the cranking. Caused it to overheat. What if <laughs>
7: electrons really hate Liza? Like,
3: I think
1: this is not <laughs> something we should. This we should could explain about. her predilection for the earlier bikes, not That's the fuel true. injections.
3: Anyway, so I, I said, Zach, um, I uh, let's not use one of these on another bike. I'm stuck with using them, and I want to learn and understand them. Uh, so yes, it'll be another two hundred and something dollars.
7: We should see if someone Ouch. will donate one that we could just short-circuit and take video of.
3: I have it. a bunch here. <laughs> we could just do that real quick, but actually. But one, one
7: you haven't already ruined. So let's get an unruined battery and well, then ruin it for
3: science. Yeah, I'm going to actually science. contact Ballistic and see if they'll cover this and all the things that melted on it. Um, so then, lastly, uh, Jonathan and Lucas yes. <laughs> were cleaning the carbs from the CB900. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's. And uh, Jonathan was being very good about asking in, for instructions along away yeah and i explained to him how you take everything out lay it out in order take all the jets out use the carb cleaner and use the compressed air on the carb body mm-hmm. do not use the compressed air on the small little things like jets in your fingers just use the carb cleaner on that
0: is that because they fly across the room <laughs> right
3: well, possibly. Yes. lucas wasn't and there for that possibly. tutorial there's a
4: small chance that that could happen
3: um and also I explained to jonathan that you Dismantle and take every all of the rubber seals and such out before you use carb cleaner on it. So Lucas stepped in without hearing my tutorial, and <laughs> in the carburetor um, there is a rubber plug that goes over one of the jets. Okay, and and they were also doing just one at a carburetor at a time. Everything was neat and orderly. Well, for some reason, Lucas said, "Hey, uh, how important is that is that plug?" Uh, it's very important. He goes, oh. Well, I cleaned it with the carb cleaner, and then I sprayed it off with a compressor, and it (laughs) shot across the room, and I don't know
2: where it is. (laughs) And then
4: then he goes, I was standing right next to it, and he goes, couldn't we just take a piece of rubber and, like, use a hole punch or something and punch (laughs) one out and then stick it in there? This is the guy that fucking yells at us for goober engineering.
3: Yeah. It sadly went over into the corner behind the air compressor, which is uh, lo- blocked into the corner between all the shelving units and, the and workbenches, and-, and has years of craps just shoved back there in the corner. And he get, had to get down on his belly and pull... <laughs> Like possum nests and two tool, old tools and stuff, looking for this tiny little eraser tip, yes. piece of black rubber, yes. and he found it. So that was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it was for the
11: recovery.
3: <laughs> yes. So yeah, but Lucas was like, oh. I said, yeah, I guess you missed my don't use the compressed air He found it. Or a carb cleaner on tiny he was things laying in your fingers. Down, laying down was with your gut hanging with out a, with a yeah. pliers, a, lo- <laughs>
4: a long long needle nose pliers and he found it. I don't know how. Consider it a learning opportunity.
7: Yeah. Mm. No kidding. Actually, you know, I've met have you met Lucas? He's
4: yes. Not, yeah, he does
7: He's learn. He's not oh no. Yes, he does. I don't yeah.
3: believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Ruh-roh, Shit. Douglas is my game of Yeah, and
2: then as soon as that
3: they- <laughs> <laughs> happens. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Josh, do that again. That's a recording of uh, Lucas.
9: That's to, to restart.
3: Oh, man. Oh, God.
2: I would say oh, oh, go, yeah, and then <laughs> 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 Okay,
1: can I retract my statement?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that...
2: that- <laughs> should
1: would actually be a lot funnier if Lucas
7: was here for us. <laughs> that video
3: that cracks That wraps up... up- <laughs> The what we did today. Hey, Jake. Oh, you came to get your jacket. Go ahead. Hi, Jake. Hey, Jake. Hi, Jake. All right. So, wrapping up what we did today. Let's go to the Craigslist Craigslist porn pick of the week. Okay. I asked Adrian to find a sport bike because the subject we will be get into is about technology and mostly sport bikes. So, Adrian, did you find a sport bike under $500?
1: Yes, as a oh. matter of fact, I did. Oh, no. And is this it by a Matchbox or Mattel? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and this tablet has managed to turn itself off. Where's the power button? Right here. Is it a, is it a katana? Because those don't count. No, it is friends not a katana. Friends do not let friends
2: buy. The <laughs> oh
1: no, but uh, James, this may bring back some painful memories for you. <laughs> oh. Is it a custom? Not an FCR, please no. No, not an FCR. So we have um, a 1983 Yamaha Seika 400. <laughs> not the Seika two, but yeah. I had the Seika Turbo.
11: I had oh,
7: three sake turbos, which
1: That's I think right? will become relevant tonight. <laughs> what, what did you mean? By sp- I just got sport bike. Yeah, yeah. Um, so low miles, sat for years, clean, turns over, clean carb, fires, cleaned carbs, fires needs work. Oh, mm, wow, English is not the best. Yeah, Jesus. but as a new project, was making a scrambler oh. out of it. Dot dot dot. Good project. Dot dot dot. dot. Complete. Oh uh, it's an '83. It's painted blue. Um, a scrambler. It's, yeah, it's got some work done. To, um, so they are asking two hundred dollars in Los Gatos. As your lawyer, I advise you to never
7: buy a motorcycle <laughs> that comes in a box after someone is halfway through turning it into a different kind of motorcycle. I oh,
1: think it's actually fully assembled. It, I think you know, this—that's almost worth for the for the
4: engine alone might be worth it.
3: I think two hundred bucks is a fair price for a
1: challenge. He'll
3: take because he'll
1: take (laughs) one twenty-five. So uh, there is one gotcha that raised a red flag for me on this one.
3: Is it the registration?
1: (laughs) Title status lean.
5: Mm. Uh Yeah, no, no. I no,
7: no, no. Actually, I'm still totally cool with that because I just thought about two hundred dollars. You know what I would do with that? Epic go kart. Yeah. <laughs> or no, 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 no. chariot, where you actually, you know, you, you put the engine to dr- two simple drive wheels horizontally, then you sit back with a cha- uh, separate chariot using chains to control it. Josh
2: You'll probably is die. it
9: would be an awesome <laughs> afternoon. Just destroy I just it. I mean, I had you know.
4: this uh, dream last night that I took a uh, DRZ 400 engine and made it into a go kart. Because <laughs> I've seen, like, you know, dudes put R1 engines in a go kart, and that looks cool and all, but I want a thumper in a go kart,
2: man. <laughs>
3: It's called a Briggs and Stratton.
2: Why? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, okay,
7: you could have you could have a forty horsepower go kart, or or check this. Stay with me. You could have a two hundred horsepower go kart Mm. if you say took a VFR engine, did a supercharger upgrade on it, and stuck that into a go kart. That'll be a fun way to die.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, By the way, when are you? When are you doing the paperwork on that one? Um, whenever.
2: Okay. Uh, that. So actually, Wednesday.
7: yeah. So a- Adrian is giving me her her VFR, and uh, my plan is to. You're taking the Viffer? I'm yep. taking the Viffer and I'm oh. going to love her forever because I'm going to install a supercharger on it, and then I, when I when I actually come through and get the uh, HP2 later this year. By supercharger, do you mean CR500 motor? No, actually, I am still trying to convince Tim to give me one of those because I want to take a, a CR500 engine and put Good it luck. in it. I know he says he's willing to do it now. Like. I, I want to put it in an SV chassis. I want a modern really? sport bike chassis, and I want that CR500 engine. And then I'm going to have to say, like, uh-huh. what am I going to choose to die on? Will it be the HP2? Will it be the Viffer with the supercharger? Will it be the SV with the two-stroke engine? I that could be know. a new, a good uh-huh. new segment, oh Liza. Which bike will I die on? <laughs>
2: Yeah,
7: I mean,
1: Liza, you have the duke that you're gonna yeah. I,
3: I will be happy to die on a super duke
7: yeah but you know you know there was i uh, i passed a dude on a super duke last <clears throat> night and i i he should give you that bike because home slice did not know how to ride it
2: <laughs> mm. okay
7: he was really good at opening the throttle on the straights and shutting it down and slamming on the brakes in the corners and i thought like man will you get out of my way i have got a naked ride to get to
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, which brings us to our subject tonight, and the reason why we have some of our esteemed guests here tonight.
0: Esteemed. <laughs> yeah,
3: actually. Can you, can you <laughs> Rich is rolling so, his
4: eyes and shaking his head.
3: <laughs> I was um, reading something about the new R1s coming out. So hot. And there was lingo describing features on that bike that I had no earthly clue they what it meant. They refer
0: to those as TLAs. Well, what,
3: what do you what ask
0: me? TLA is a three-letter mm. acronym. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, the namespace is exhausted. They've had to go to four letters at
0: times. Yeah, actually, it's, it's a
7: letter hyphen and then, and then the TLA, which is actually an ETLA, which is an extended three-letter acronym. Ah. Mm-hmm.
3: So, all right, I'm trying to... I have some articles here. I was reading about the features that these bikes have. Um, oh, yeah, that was a cool one, too. Okay. All right, so... This was and so rich. You spell your name R1C H. You, how many R1s have you had now? Three. Yes. Are you gonna get a new one now?
11: Oh, I sure hope so. (laughs) I know, right? That thing is hot. hot. Is your wife gonna let you do that? I doubt it. Are you gonna tell her? (laughs) No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so here's what like would she even notice she if it's the same the color? Would she even notice? Just keep Probably it at your friend's though. place. Oh, just shows up in the
0: garage. Get it, no, just get it the same color, oh, You're fine. Is this new? Oh, no, I've had this for a long time. <laughs> I just, uh, I just uh, buffed out all the
7: scratches.
3: <laughs> so, okay. So there are things in this R1 that are describing, like, the inertial, measure, inertial Me- measurement unit, the IMU. Okay, that uses gyros and accelerometers it's got to a measure pitch, gyro. roll, yaw, acceleration from front to back, left, right, and up to down.
6: Does that shit measure yuh-uh? And by the way, the lecture,
1: <laughs> that's the Konami code for, oh my God, that's a lot of horsepower.
0: Yeah. Why do you need six
7: axes? Mm. So the six axis accelerometer is interesting. So they actually use it to tie into both the mm. traction control system and also the linked braking system. Can so I
0: demonstrate that?
3: That's well, what he's here for. Hold on all one right. second. Let me oh. read some more of these features and then we'll get in your demonstration. Oh, so we can just gosh. talk We can talk about all these. So
11: oh, up the dog. on the
3: R1, <laughs> okay, adjustable and user programmable power delivery modes. Okay, I understand that. Lean angle sensitive traction control. Oh, we're getting a little into alien technology here. Four stage slide control to manage power slides. We're, who's doing power slides on the street? Who says says it's on the street right here? Yeah. Four-stage lift control to dial in your maximum wheelie settings. Full throttle launch control. One of the most terrifying experiences you can have on two wheels. Quick shifter for upshifts only. Slipper clutch to keep the rear from losing traction on high RPM downshifts. Linked ABS braking designed to help keep the rear down under hard braking. So, uh, okay, I don't know what any of this means. This is all trickle-down so,
11: stuff from MotoGP.
3: That it's was what all... we were saying, that this trickles down from MotoGP to the street bike. So now, Dustin, you brought some tools to oh, give us this, an example. This
0: is a... Uh so Dustin is holding a
4: two uh, audio land. land. He brought a visual aid to a podcast. A visual aid. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a two by four. A two by four, but and this, and is really about, this is really a
0: motorcycle. It's about a foot and a half
4: long. Yep. and that. he
3: has two quarter by six inch GRK fasteners.
0: How do you know they're GRK fasteners?
7: She's a fastener. It is. <laughs> Liza literally is a fastener expert.
0: I would so not go toe to toe with her. If you're holding a drill motor, the three-axis. Accelerometer at don't the front
5: somewhere. Oh, don't do it over your leg. <laughs> oh,
0: yes, totally right drill it in your leg. Oh, okay. He's, Walk he's up drilling it into his knee. <laughs> so if you had the three-axis accelerometer at the front, you know, you've got pitch, yaw. What's the other one? The roll. Yeah, roll, okay. So I'm doing that, but you cannot understand what's happening at the back of the bike. Mm-hmm. So if you add another set... That's how you arrive at the six uh, axis. Here goes the then other you, Okay, no, actually, I'll get my uh <laughs> oh, see wait, if no. I can get my Wheelie. Oh, oh, dog's awake now.
7: That's the first <laughs> screwdriver so given now, I've heard of. Yeah. So now you've um,
0: got okay. You can get
1: jewelry. For that I'm traveling you
0: want. along, I'm gonna do a launch. Wheelie, okay, which you can see that both sets are actually independently moving
1: yeah the front okay. is going up about three inches and the rear is only moving about half an inch well it, it could it could well no yeah. they're you know, wheelie but, but yeah
0: nonetheless it's on a further rotational in order to understand
1: aspect. where
3: well you have two wheels so you need to know what those two wheels are doing in order to, to understand
0: doing. where both the front and the back are as well as in lean you know certainly when you start to slip Mm-hmm. at the rear end. Oh,
3: so pitch, yaw, roll on each one gives you six right. points. It's okay. three
11: dimensions now.
0: Yep.
3: Okay.
0: Not you just know, wheelie. Okay, that, here's the front lift. It's understanding that. When you're in a turn, leaning over, rear slip or front slip. Does it take care of the front? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, no. So,
7: so it's, it's interesting because it's a combination of then the, the gyroscope,
0: the accelerometer, right. and then also wheel speed sensors. The only way I could figure that out because I asked myself, well, why would you need six? Because it's like, Three minute abs or six minute abs? You know why do you need more? Seven
4: minute abs. <laughs> okay.
0: Eight bladed razors. I actually uh, Google searched six axis and came up with all these new drones, and they're they're it's ripe with uh, trying to understand where you are spatially. Because certainly you could understand I'm over here, but that's not the attitude that I want. I want that attitude.
1: No, we so want more of a laid
0: back attitude Basically, here. self-reference each other. That's correct. Yes, so and they
11: put five or six computers behind there. Well, on every bike,
0: I—it sort of got me into the next mode in that, you know, where did we? How did we get to this point? And I, you know, I'm a Ducati fan. Uh, oh, I thought, we won't okay. hold it against you. Oh. No. oh. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I've been banished. So I looked he, at. Okay. He rides a BMW, by the way. Oh, okay. Not Either way, forgive yeah, we'll it. We'll let you know what you're, it's you're like to have a bike that runs every day. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. No, I'm notorious for killing the batteries, right? <laughs> yes, you are. Okay, more uh, than likely. So I yes. thought to myself, well, gosh, Whoa. you know, Ducati—they're at the front of technology. They started to use computers uh, for uh, nice. fuel injection. Okay, when was the first unit? Uh, Ducati 851, produced in uh, 87, 92. Uh, Three models they used their uh, Weber Minarelli P7 unit. Then I looked at it and went, okay, what was next? 888, after that was the P8 they used. Then they went into the 1.6, and yada yada. Those guys, they weren't the first though. Um, You know, if you think about putting electronics or technology on motorcycles, it was really perhaps Honda. You know, Honda's a big leader. Uh, honda cx 500 turbo Ah. produced in 82 only was fuel fuel injected but that was not the first uh going further back kawasaki 80
2: 1980
0: it was the z1000 classic Mm. was fuel injected and it was a big trade-off because the fuel injection system on that bike weighs 16.7 pounds. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Whereas, you know, if you put carbs on it, it's you know, the carbs basically weigh 15.7. So it's, <laughs> you know, sort of a trade-off. But it was very interesting to see that, you know, certainly Ducati, we think of them being leaders. Can you manage the dog there,
3: Rich? <laughs> well, as we go back to your yeah. seat, there you um,
0: go. You know, it's really interesting how far back all this fuel injection stuff goes. Our technology, uh, you can even go further back than that, and there were very uh, small tech features on, you know, a basic point ignition system, condensers, points, gaps, you know, the coil itself. All those things are very, uh, from an electronic standpoint, they're all known quantities.
6: So, like, how effective were those early fuel injection systems? I mean, I mean uh, they had closed feedback loop, open feedback, was all that business. It was actually grafted. In the case of the
0: Kawasaki, it was grafted off of a Nissan. So they really had uh, open loop systems. They were very... Fixed or, or defined in a way that you know the air flowing through a particular size orifice uh, would create uh, via a heated <laughs> yeah. wire. Um, you know, basically the airflow. So it was all airflow based. Yeah, there was no uh, loopback or or details that would really allow it to self-tune. That was right. all
6: very fixed. And I mean, st- I, so I'd imagine like the the mass airflow sensors came for later iterations of <laughs> well, you know, ma- it. Is.
0: yeah, the mass airflow is really you know the, all the technology that you find in the 80s. Automobiles, Toyota, Nissan, everybody where they went. But
11: before that, there was mechanical fuel injection.
0: Well, that was the Bosch or uh, mm-hmm. what Porsche used, you I guess. Yeah, mechanical
11: pecaration. fuel injection.
6: Uh, well, they still use that on sprint cars. Do they? Yeah. So it's just like mechanical pumpers just pressurizing ex- the fuel? It's pumping and fuel through its orifice. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. I, oh. I used
7: to have an Alfa Romeo GTV6, and i got to tell you, I would like to never encounter mechanical <laughs>
0: fuel injection ever <laughs> again. <laughs> but it the technology that you find on the new r1 is really i, I was astounded you know i always get a little woody for uh <laughs> titanium rods rich just a um, little one yeah. can you yeah. actually yeah. get an amen titanium yeah. rods yeah. Leonard, let's all say it again <laughs> titanium, titanium <laughs> intake. rods yeah titanium <laughs> intake, <Rods. laughs> intake sorry valves sorry to all the rods let's out there. talk actually now about like cryo fractured titanium what yes. about uh, mm-hmm. adjustable length intake tract
2: Oh you yeah. got one of those. Yeah. Super yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh they also changed ba- uh, to rocker arms rather than shim under bucket.
6: Yes. Kind of like with the BMW, is that why they were yeah. doing
11: it or as as a like, with a follower or something? It's, or? it's actually easier to adjust. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Still the cross plane
0: configuration. Uh, I was saddened to see it's still a wet sump. I think it would be really bitching if it was a dry sump oil system.
11: Mm-hmm. True You're a Ducati guy though. Yeah. Um, well, they don't even
0: have it, but certainly, you know, would, but the all the TLAs they were talking about were really
1: um, yeah. So one of the things from um, was a good read. Some of Ducatis like coming out with the dynamic variable timing as well. I think was one. Well, and they've
0: had for a number of years electronic based uh, tuning for uh, the dampers or shock absorbers, front forks, rear mm-hmm. shock. Uh, that's typically produced by olens uh, i think you're now going to find that on the r1m uh, pretty neat system
1: but yeah you know, i've mostly Ducati seen that in beamers first. actually in the uh, adventure gs is, is when i first really ran across the adjustable suspension where it'd be like oh okay i want to be sporty today click and the bike would rise up under you and just like at first i could flat foot it and now i can't oh. um and they're like, oh, no, I want to be, like, off-roady or sporty. And you could just do the, the three different modes. But I was reading some of the new um, advancements where they're doing dynamic tuning as you ride. I mean, this was just a preset beforehand where you could do, like, okay, sporty this time or off-road this time. But reading some of the suspension improvements where it's like you're in mid-corner and it goes, oh, wait, you need a little bit more dampening for this. And it adjusts it for you.
0: Well, some of that as far as tailoring uh, the setup... From an engine standpoint, in different points of a course or different parts of a curve on a, on a racetrack, I think that's technology that's probably in use now. They don't talk about it mm-hmm. a
1: lot. Oh, yeah, it's definitely in use, and they're, they're uh, starting to come it out in So you know, They really
0: map the entire racetrack and, and tune, given, a, you know, they're really looking at their GPS system. And, okay, I'm here right now. I need to be, you know, X percent more rich or lean, um, lean angle, traction control, yada, yada. You know it's sort of disappointing nowadays. You don't see them, you know, at the end of the race, do the big uh, tire burn down because they got to save the engine for the next race.
1: Yeah, um, actually, it's being a trickle down um, technology, and this is complete tangent. I apologize. It always amused me. Um, so I went in and bought a bicycle. Uh, a couple of years ago,
2: for the first time. <laughs> what?
3: Wow. Yes.
1: Speaking of nobody's perfect, there I was. The <clears throat>
0: cucumber
2: I can't bat. believe you'd admit that,
7: Adrian. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but those do not have engines. They're no, like, they're actually broken as from,
1: from the factory.
3: Yeah. but Gases they
1: off. are incredibly good at strengthening your knees for dirt bike riding. Because my knees were shot.
3: You know what else strengthens your knees for dirt bike riding? Dirt
1: Dirt bike bike riding. riding. Yes. Dirt bike riding.
2: Yes. (laughs) But I can only
1: dirt bike ride on the weekends. I can't dirt bike ride during the week.
3: Okay. What if
1: I picked up a what if instead you did dirt bike ride during the week? Then I couldn't afford to because I wouldn't have a job.
3: So Dustin, what else do you got there?
1: Well, so well, well, all those well, before yeah, I cut off sorry. the bicycle. Um, I w- so I went in shopping for a bicycle, and I was amazed that they had suspensions. I was oh, amazed right. that yeah, they yeah, had yeah. disc brakes
7: oh, my on gosh. a bicycle. Yeah,
5: people come into We All Ride, okay, a motorcycle shop, it, and they buy stuff for their bicycles all the time. Yeah, it's it's just... have you
7: thought about harming them?
1: <laughs> well, Only after they pay.
5: They're like, "What do you ride?" I'm like or they start talking uh, no, about James, stuff James, don't, don't like, start an episode ride? of Why uh, I'm like a M- a Megan is mean
3: Wait,
4: crosstalk good yeah. stop the talk. yeah if
3: you start talking about where she works she starts getting into the Ma- Megan is mean does she have an episode segments. there's a lot of fucking stupid people <laughs> there out it there There
7: okay? uh, yeah welcome welcome to retail <laughs> Get get <us> started
3: <laughs>
1: So, back on track, yes, yeah. you get a lot of GP race um, trickle-down, like traction control,
11: adaptive suspension. Well, we're starting to see the high-end motorcycles now. The thing I'm looking forward to in the future, you were asking about what's next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, go ahead. What's next? He's just oh. gesturing for a beer.
2: That would be known as the
11: hand signal for beer me. <laughs> Is Where they they're linking, they're putting Wi-Fi in all cars, mm-hmm. all vehicles, yeah. actually and they're linking them together that's what's exciting for me because in the future possibly possibly they could avoid left-turn accidents for motorcycles
3: so mm. I mean mm. we're talking Interesting about,
11: segue but
7: that's mm. that's definitely a, that, that's definitely like a leap in the future but it's I think it's an well that, not so much they're, really, they're already, they're already investigating
11: away, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, I got yeah. an
3: article here about the new Land Rover and it has sensors to sense when bicycles and motorcycles are coming up on the side and it it will beep and it'll actually it, it Vibrates your shoulder on whatever side they're coming up to get it, your attention. And it sets it, it,
9: off my freaking radar detector sometimes. It doesn't. Oh, it does it. It? <laughs> <laughs> the, car,
6: the car doesn't go. Hey, fuck ass! There's somebody behind you. Check your blind spot, asshole. This is probably. You know, you know, what's funny
9: is actually they, they actually kind of do that.
7: So when you are lane splitting along. Uh, if you're observant and you should be, if you're a motorcyclist, right? You're lane splitting along. You're going to see a lot of cars now. You see little red lights f- turning on on their mirrors, th- their yep. side mirrors. That's the light telling the driver, uh, fuck ass. Please, <laughs> please don't turn right now, or you will kill another human being.
6: But so I think like, actually, fuck
7: them anyways. Yeah, I think yeah. adding the audible part of that, I think, is an important step, though. Yeah. I know that well, light it, might distract cool? some
11: people. That's true. Wouldn't it be it cool be. if some lady was going to turn left in front of you? Why? Why do we got to bring gender into this? <laughs> <laughs> and, but no, no, it's, it's all wireless. My experience
7: has
2: been um, so somebody's how turning how left in front of you. Like
5: that? Be to be. It's to very disable. easy. No, to, to disable. Yeah that's my question not very tape over the light
2: so (laughs) actually that's about
1: all you can do with those so one thing um, it would be nice for you know okay the driver's receiving a notification that they're ignoring that somebody's coming up etc but with the linked up cars and the wireless which I think is in ODB3 standards I can't remember um, that you would give you notice that somebody's moving into your path that I find would be Uh, nice yeah
3: so, we're we're talking about how things trickle down from, like the MotoGP bikes into the street bikes, and then I guess they trickle down into the bicycles. Um, and I was Talk talking to <laughs> then the scooters. I was like, oh, hold, hold on. Well, I was whoa. talking to scooters
7: before bicycles, bro. I was talking <laughs> to
3: Bagel about this, and I was like, "So, what kind of technology are on the scooters?" And and. Uh, I actually thought, wait a minute, I know of a technology that started with scooters and is trickling down to motorcycles. Please, do. this is true. Uh, please don't up. talk about the P 3 500. Trickle up. No. It's like fattening up CV-D's. when you're losing clothes and D's. give your clothes so
7: to a fatter person. That, that's that's what's happening.
3: From Bagel, starters. please share with us what scooters do well.
8: Okay. Well, one thing in particular that uh, is high, heavily used in the scootering world is the CVT, which is a constant variable transmission. <laughs> now I know that this is not a fan not a favorite of, of some people hey, it's precious but, <laughs> but it, it is actually a fairly robust way of transmitting power from the engine to the wheels didn't that come from a snow machine uh, they've been used in all sorts of applications including agricultural uses for years and years it's not a new it's actually not a new technology but it's new to motorcycles um, and basically the way that it works is you have your output shaft coming off of the engine you have one pulley on the output shaft and then you have another uh, pulley that's on the input shaft to the drivetrain. And the way it works is that the pulley halves on either side are designed so that they will move in and out, basically making the pulley wider or hey. narrower. Now, the between the pulleys is a V-belt, so that that V-belt rides in the pulley, either closer towards the center of the pulley or further towards the outside edge of the pulley. And... This variation in the position gives you a change in your effective gearing ratio, so that instead of having to shift through gears, the belt just moves along the pulleys at, through the RPM range to give you your your gearing as you go, go faster and faster. And the way this works is that in the the front pulley coming off of the uh, the output shaft of the motor, the and this is at least this is the type of CVT that I'm familiar with, a belt driven CVT. Uh, you have a set of weights in one pulley half, which push that pulley half into the other one so your your belt your belt starts on the outside of the pulley basically having a it's like having a big gear on your on your output shaft and a small gear on your input shaft the the drivetrain and as you start revving the engine the pulley moves grabs the belt and as the engine speeds up faster and faster the the pulley halves press together because the weights inside the one pulley half force it into the other pulley, which pushes the belt to the outside. Now, on the back half of the pulley, uh, typically there's a, there's a clutch, and it has springs inside of the, the pulley halves, which are the pulley halves are together all the way when the engine is stopped, and the faster it moves, the pulley, pulley halves move farther and farther out so that the the, the belt rides uh, towards the center of the pulley, giving you an effective gear ratio of, of your top gear.
2: Okay. Right,
1: so moving so. it center like a smaller sprocket so you could turn your scooter into a stunter.
2: <laughs> so, you know,
1: the, the fundamental problem I have with the CBT is it
7: is kind of for the most part the most effective and efficient way to transfer power from an engine to the wheel. But I still hate it, because it's not a manual transmission. Yeah, so I, I hear you. It took, you, it it takes, your it took control. me a long
8: time to accept it. I, like, I acknowledge its superiority
7: in terms of efficiency and power mm-hmm. delivery, and long-term, it'll help save Johnny Polar Bear, as uh, a certain douchey BBC reporter would put it. But, like, <laughs> it's not
1: a manual, so, and I loathe it. James, that brings me up a question. We're talking all this tech of, you know... Traction control, lean control, power delivery, automatic transmissions. When does it stop becoming motorcycling?
7: So you know, actually, John, um, he's been on the Harris. Yes, Harris. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he the actually wrench. has a really good point because he and I uh, talk about technology a lot, and I really like this perspective on this. Uh, fuck talk- that shit. No, 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 no. no, no, no <laughs> so that, that is really actually a quote. Yeah, yeah. It Actually, it is yes, but it's also it goes deeper than that, right? Because his point is <laughs> that, and this is sort of a, a taking taking something he said, and it was. He said, you know, one day I'm going to be riding my you know, my motorcycle on his 954, twitchy, awesome motorcycle. His primary goal is to murder its rider, just like an R1, right? It wants to kill you, and that's the, that's the best kind of motorcycle. And he's going to be sitting there working his ass off using years of skill to ride this thing to its limit and go fast. And then he's going to be sitting there, and some dickhead kid is going to come blazing past at 200 miles an hour on Highway 9, sitting back, hands off the bars, texting, and this motorcycle is going to do all the riding for him. <laughs> Which is sort of like an extraordinary version, you know, of, of what uh, sure. of what reality would be. But I actually kind of get the point, right? Like, so like I, I've got the I have an 8 R one, and by and large it wants to murder me. It has Mm -hmm. no traction control. It has this horrendous delay because they added throttle by wire, but yet they didn't do it well. Hmm. And so when you actually put in uh, throttle, it actually just thinks about it for a minute and then does it all in a big sudden rush. Mm. And so you you have to You should be used
3: to that from your turbos.
7: Let's not talk about the turbo. <laughs> I guess we talk about the, turbo the turbo was sort of that ultimate version of like when we were convinced what the future was gonna be like we as being humanity, right? So I had the sake of turbo and you'd ride the motorcycle, you'd open your throttle, and then you'd be like, Okay, it's not too bad. And then the horsepower would go from like thirty two to eighty four in a total <laughs> of five hundred RPM. So yeah. your horsepower would would more than double and so I actually learned for a long time to ride with my toes tilted forward on the pegs to help keep my ass on the bike because the pillion seat with well, the pillion hump wasn't very high. So you felt like you're going to shoot off the back of the
1: bike. <laughs> Yeah, And the yeah. Seiko 2 were known for its brakes as well.
7: Oh, yeah. The brakes were actually fantastic, mm. if you define fantastic as dual single-pot calipers on solid, non-slotted, <laughs> non-wave rotors yeah. that were like 100 millimeters in diameter. Basically, the motorcycle was designed to murder the rider, <laughs> a, which is the perfect motorcycle.
9: <laughs> yep. Uh, going along the lines of the kid sitting back texting on the bike, I was talking to Lucas today about
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. uh,
9: uh, Audi made this electric bicycle that had a wheelie mode on it where you can just (laughs) set the angle and just... Have it go and it'll just wheelie down the road for you. Uh, and, I suspended uh, on principle. Lu- Lucas was just livid and swearing. <laughs> Never mind. I he love didn't it wa- now. He didn't want some shitty rider being able to wheelie better than he could just off the <laughs> system program into the bike.
2: You, you know? mean most riders have the wheelie gene?
8: <laughs> so you know what else has a wheelie mode? The Segway. <laughs> uh,
6: <laughs> they need to have a stack simulator.
3: <laughs>
7: What? <laughs> Wait, what? So, That's its only mode. You know? So
3: here's some other interesting technology I found that I didn't even know this existed. Um, I was looking at the new Ducati Multistrada, which they're saying is the most their most techni- technically, technologically, technologically advanced. Though it is Ducati. Ducati. Um, sorry but and of course it has all these <laughs> have
7: you ever owned a technologically advanced Sky hook suspension
3: and I, all the all the other Sky things hook. i don't understand but here's the Sky thing hut. i thought was really interesting that it has the um it, okay it has the uh oh i guess all right the sd air model which features a wireless connection to the airbag equipped ducati riding apparel by Dime airbag
2: mm. there you okay. go
3: So it's like, I never even thought about that. So we're talking about what's going to be trickling down. Like I said, I I think it's the new CBR 300 that has ABS ABS brakes now. Are you kidding me? Like, I ABS saved my life on my big, you know, R1150 RT touring bike. And I thought every big bike should have these.
4: Hey, just wait till dirt bikes get that shit, man. No.
7: Um,
4: (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Hate. (laughs) The dual sports already
2: do.
3: Dual
7: sports, it's okay. (laughs) But a dirt bike is just sick and wrong.
3: (laughs) And we're seeing on the FZ09, which is supposed to be an affordable bike at, what was it, like 7,000, I think. I don't know. But it had the the three different settings for... throttle what do you call it, throttle control yep um, what do you guys see trickling down like it used to be um, only the high-end uh, touring bikes had the heated grips and now we can bet- get them for 50 bucks at cycle gear and throw them on anybody, or we all ride you know or we all ride
11: all the rules hopefully out located of, in SoCal out of the industries every bike is going to have ABS in the future every bike yeah, it's a safety it's be, thing yeah
3: they're still making bikes with drum brakes right now <laughs> Which right still now. baffles me. Drum brakes
4: are—they work. It's cheaper. They yeah. will lock that shit up nice and tight. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, and that's <laughs> just
4: just to bring it back. Motorcycles are reasonable. Route. That's the whole. Yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah. that's that's yeah. one like one thing about knock. Then you you constantly
7: remind me when I try to get reasonable with motorcycles. It's just that the shit's not fucking reasonable. That's true. <laughs> if you take a step back and you consider what you're actually doing, so when Melanie was riding, I, I would tell her, you know, like the the fundamental thing about motorcycles is. The hardest thing about motorcycles, it is an extraordinarily weird thing to do. If you think about the way your brain is designed, what you're doing is it's stupid. Riding a motorcycle <clears throat> is stupid. Sure. And it's awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's fundamentally, it is a crazy and super rad thing to do. But nothing about it is, is
11: reasonable and nothing about exactly. it is, is safe and and prudent. And that's, where, that's where technology <sharp inhale> can step in and save you that's what I like in about fact, it, yeah.
7: that's the thing actually I feel like a lot of the, the features on the 2015 R1 which I feel like the 2015 R1 is sort of Yamaha's way of sort of slinging their their love spuds around trying to show up all the other manufacturers
2: <laughs> the love love spuds. <laughs> I,
7: I put a little bit of red dwarf in there for the, for the British lovers uh, you know put your love spuds in the fire so like the the 2015 R1 they kind of put everything out there they've got uh, linked brakes but smart link brakes so let's I'm let, gonna pick on the VFR which is a vehicle that conceptually I totally
1: love yeah VFR right? is the r d
7: platform exactly like VFR I conceptually love the VFR because it's great at everything but it excels at nothing And it had linked brakes and this yep. li- linked brakes were entirely your front brakes and your rear brakes and something that came off cars and trucks that have been around for a million years is that there was just you have a proportional <clears> valve in between the front and the rear. And So VFR had that and it was great because a lot of people just don't use the rear brakes And if you ride a motorcycle, uh, you should learn to use your rear brake a lot of people don't though But it's a static thing right the, mm-hmm. the proportion between the front and the rear is a static thing You look at the 2015 R1 <clears throat> and the valve they've added in between takes input from that IMU and it considers the fact like well You're leaned over pretty hard and you're accelerating you were accelerating a moment ago, but now you're hitting the, the, thro- the brakes <clears throat> So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually add a lot more rear. I'm going to add a lot more, uh, uh, a lot less or a lot more rear brake than I would have previously to maximize control of the
1: vehicle while it's leaned over. so yeah, like the VFR also did um, VTEC. It did the dynamic valves. Yeah, <laughs> like VTEC that put it on the ground, if I recall. That <laughs> because because it was an was unintelligent crazy. VTEC, right? Yeah, it was an unintelligent. It was, was unridable. Yeah. I Crazy. actually did
7: a really good job writing that a- one. Adrian but. actually rode so, the living shit yeah. <laughs> out of a VFR with VTech after. She crashed the living shit out of, out of the O4 with VTEC. Because... Yeah,
1: leaned over following a Boxster, which actually given personal recent experiences, I have to stop playing with Boxsters in the hills. <laughs> I have now crashed a motorcycle and lost a laptop because of it.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah.
7: You know what? Actually, how many people here, because, so at least Adrian and I, how many people here have actually lost a computer because of having too much fun out in the twisties?
4: No, it's not too much fun. It's just not... Putting your shit on your bike.
3: Ride. I've never does, taken so a computer on a, a motorcycle. A, does a, does I work in Sunnyvale.
7: Adrian works in like bumfuck Egypt, 430 <laughs> million miles away, right? Adrian's work is actually several miles past the moon. Uh, so, and but the when you a, a tech douche job, That's you have to a carry a, a laptop, usually a Mac, every every single day. And so, you know, in my defense, I had nearly put a knee down on Ziani when I discovered my tank bag was open. <laughs> And that's when my MacBook Pro fell out and hit the ground at 30 miles an hour. And oh. in its defense, I will say...
3: You need sliders on your computer. Actually, Actually, that's yes. the craziest thing. It worked, it worked
7: pretty well afterwards, except the
1: top left corner of the, of the monitor kind of looked like an acid trip. That's one of the things I'm worried about is because it hopefully left my bike with enough velocity to go off a cliff. Because if not, and somebody picked it up because I wasn't able to recover it. If somebody so, picked it up, it probably still works.
6: Yeah. So I um, guess what it comes down to, uh, aside from materials engineering and actually being able to apply power down to the wheels, the forefront is electronics, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Just well, arranging
9: electrons sensors a certain way. and programs. Yeah. So this
3: brings up something to me. Something that we love to do is we work on our bikes out here. Now, Richard, I take my, my verses to you because it frightens me. <laughs> and it's Why like i i can't use a hammer on it i don't know what to do too much
0: technology too much yeah. technology
3: so i'm wondering <laughs> for somebody who you know, we're talking about trickle down in 10 years and they're riding their nighthawk with the inertial measurement unit, you know, that's measuring the pitch and yaw and roll. Are they going to be able to work on yes it? With
11: your smartphone. Yes.
1: With your phone, you'll actually, be able to do it.
7: the 2015 R1, yes, there is an app
1: that links to your smartphone <laughs> that
7: actually helps make recommendations for you to set through your smartphone. Yeah. So, Leza, so you're saying um, that the new Leza.
3: mechanic is not going to be using wrenches. Well, no, know, they actually, will.
7: You know but what, Liza, look at it this way. I make. If, your CDI, if you're CDI, if you ever have a CDI crop out, and it, it happens, like i I've had a cdi i've had a coil crap out of all things and and they're supposed to be solid state invincible things it, you still can replace it right like there might be fundamentally more intelligent technology on your motorcycle but it's still replaceable and in fact with modern vehicles it's a little black box you unplug you put a new one on you go the harder part and this is what you need someone like rich for is is knowing to replace the piece that's broken. Like otherwise, you walk. You know, my, that eighty-two second turbo. One day, I walk up to it. I flip. I put the key in the on position. I hit the start button, and it cranks over, but nothing happens. And it took me hours to figure out the CDI had crapped out, which is something that almost never happens. I the, mean, I guess yeah. you're right.
3: We're already at the point where we're instead of well, pulling out Leza, tools, we just replace black boxes. it we're but, actually
1: we're past that.
7: Um, Uh,
3: Because
1: what have been people been doing for the last uh, five, eight years with um, things like power commanders?
11: The fact that you can change your fuel injection mapping with a computer. Yes, but
3: but I'm talking about entry level.
11: The Yamaha R1. I don't know. I know that not all the bikes do it, but the R1 has onboard self diagnostics. Yeah. A lot of them have self diagnostics, but they're stupid. Hmm. The R1 you can put it in diagnostic (laughs) mode and test every device on the bike so basically yeah, so what you're zeros.
3: describing is Battlestar Galactica <laughs> we have created the Cylon
9: no, no toaster <laughs> problems though yeah <laughs> can I bring something up I, I hate to be that guy but
3: <laughs> oh, that guy. I, I He's the think, guy. I
9: think all of us maybe have had a sensor fail at some point on any given vehicle mm-hmm. what would happen if one of the if one of the gyroscope sensors I'll give, I'll
11: give you an example. I'll give you an example. my 04R1, <coughs> the throttle position sensor failed. It was a defect from the Desno factory. Ugh. And you'd be going around the
9: corner, all of a sudden it'd accelerate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying making controls and braking and acceleration I don't
3: know. Well, once you have enough lawsuits, they'll fix that the
9: computer became self-aware So you know the in a panic we tried to pull the plug. Do you (laughs) do you trust that Japanese programmer? The interesting thing is that actually Uh, actually, the
7: more more (laughs) Sensors you have You know when a single one fails when you write your software correctly when a single sensor fails, the others pick the slack. So not only does the vehicle detect that you have a failed component, but it then can, can compensate, so not let. So that, that sort of that, yeah, that valley box. of horror is when, the valley of death is that period where we start adding sensors and the bike would just intrinsically trust them. But as we kind of have been coming out of that, when a single sensor fails, the rest of the bike goes, well, that's fucked up, I'm gonna ignore that. Fail safe. Yeah, exactly. Like like the the yeah, I have mode, a
8: default yeah. mode that but it goes
9: back. Yeah. But can uh, I do that while you're hanging called. a turn and dragging knee? So
3: I want to know what oh, do you right. think is coming down the road? Like, if, if all this stuff is hitting street bikes now, I have no idea what's going to be down the road for us. Like, Josh and I were talking about, um, you know, the helmets now uh, with the communication in them. There's been commu- helmet communicators, but now they're affordable and anyone can have it. Actually, and
1: what I like to see in helmet tech... is um, a non-Antonian fluid for... Um, impact because right now it's mm. pretty much the same styrofoam shell with a hard case around it. That's a good point. Um, so I'd like to see something that will deform a, like a little bit, but not too much, sort of thing. So it's not the styrofoam crush; it's more of a slowdown of the brain mm. rather than a hard stop. Because yeah. that's what's been causing so much TBI in the people we know. And, have you,
7: and also, the other thing I thought was interesting that I'd like to see some more research on whether or not this is a value, uh, like a really a valid technology. So a company came up with this idea of, like, I think, what do they call it? Like cryo freeze but the idea is that you ever have one of those little packs, you kind of crush them up and they get really cold afterwards, like endothermic reaction. Mm-hmm. So one of the, the big things that causes TBI from what I've read, non-neurologist, I, uh, is that when the brain swells up uh, a, uh, a lot after an accident, it, it gets a lot of injury from that, from that. Uh, aside from the the very complex injury that happens during the the impact, yep. so uh, they actually embedded this material. we uh, that's working on embedding this material inside of Shark Air and a couple other helmets, and so the idea is, you hit, and what happens is, if you hit hard enough that it would actually cause TBI, then the next thing that happens is actually this this endothermic reaction goes off, and it actually cools down your head, it gives you like wicked case of brain freeze enough that it actually reduces TBI in the long term. That's long-term. really fucking wow. cool. That is awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah, as long
9: as it doesn't leak all over your head. No, no, no. It's actually it's, it's a powder. Like you see the stuff that's okay. in the bag; yeah. it's like okay. a powder. Is it okay. pretty light? Extremely. It's got to
7: be light. It's ex- yeah. like, it actually looks like styrofoam beads nice. in a bag. If you ever if you ever held like one of those bags that comes in like a, oh, a crappy the... first aid kit, you know, you cr- you smash the bag around and mm.
1: something gets cold. Sure. Mm.
3: Okay, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna try something out. This could go horribly wrong.
1: You want the D? It probably will. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I want to go around Who's gonna the room. going to give it
1: to her? What's the <laughs> D? <Hold on. laughs> There's two of them in the closet. <laughs>
3: um, I want to go around the room, and James will start with you, because you'll probably be the most likely to have an answer prepared.
4: He's always got an answer for something. Oh, sh- uh,
3: I want everyone to give a prediction of a feature that will be commonly used on motorcycles in the next I don't know 10, 20 years
2: sure
7: that's actually so aside from uh, <clears throat> as much as I fucking load them CVTs and electric although it's not fair zero bikes I want to try them out I lived in near Scotts Valley for years you, you should so want to cool. ride one they sound yes. cool <laughs> Yeah, my next bike is probably going to be a Zero Dual no Sport. I really need to go actually go down to Zero and actually test ride one of them. We're going to be doing it. Yeah, do yeah, we need to do that.
5: An I extended should. test ride. Awesome.
7: I, yeah, if hmm. I can get to Scotts Val- is it's a Sunnyvale and back from Felton. I, uh, I think I would. I would actually. Yeah, ride James. One
1: other James, yeah. the new models that have come out, um, the 2015s have a range that'll do my commute. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah.
3: So your answer so- is, the, the transmission.
7: So uh, the other thing is the CVTs, you know, uh, obviously those are gonna come up, but my answer is honestly um, So I'm actually gonna pick an out there technology that might not be realistic because I think that'd be more interesting So <coughs> one of the things that, that really hampers the ability of a motorcycle to corner is obviously its traction If you think of a three three by five card, that's that's your traction patch and and that is but not so, if you're
4: Josh, you run 11 PSI you get like five, <laughs> five by eight. <laughs> you know. It's nice an and
1: bendy. But then you corner hard and you break your bead and you're fucked. Exactly. Then you're just metal on, on asphalt. and that's that's that, that always ends in earth sky, earth
9: sky, earth sky. N- sky. Uh, I can't corner the thing, very hard while wheeling. The thing while while I wheeling, think
2: that
7: will so be interesting fine. that I'm going to throw out there, <laughs> aside from uh, two-wheel drive, which is a possibility, I don't know if that's going to happen much outside of, of street bikes. They
2: have
6: those, uh Cristini's oh, for, the, uh, for the dirt.
1: Yeah, it's like a 10% lead on the front or yeah, something
7: like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. That. like uh, Olean's actually, I think, came up with the first production system for two-wheel drive. The other thing I'm interested in, mm. is if you think about it, what, what is it that really controls the size of your, your contact patch? And that's the size of your tire, so I don't know if you've ever seen a, a D bag or a. Look, I'm gonna be honest. If you're running a 300 series rear tire right now, you're probably a douche. So <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just put that out there, and if you disagree, that's cool, but f you, right? So uh, the problem is though, if you then try and steer a bike with one of those, it sucks ass. So because the tire is so big, it's it's just it's really unwieldy. So I'm interested to see if larger tire tires with sort of the Motus style uh, reactive forks and possibly even uh, power steering, which is my whole point. Power steering oh, on the front of a motorcycle okay. to, to sort of augment your own human strength to steer that pig of a bike now. For Harleys? Wow. No, no, no. Yeah. I was thinking for, for for like real people motorcycles, too.
3: That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dustin, how about you? What is your prediction?
0: Uh, 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 prediction. Stitch All the fire. technology that you're going to see down the very high level expensive bikes is going to obviously trickle down to you know the 4995 level yeah. So I.
3: So you're I, saying the, the gyrometers seeing. and all that stuff?
0: Gyrometers, yes. A well, good, good example is, is an ABS on a, on a 300cc motorcycle, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's just the technology. So the is per-
3: really performance to, technology.
0: Well, that's the whole crux of okay. the technology and that typically we find it at the upper end, and then it gets pushed down to the lower level where it becomes very mainstream
3: more titanium especially
11: on entry-level bike they want to keep them as safe as possible like I mentioned before it's going to be ABS on all bikes but in addition to ABS they're gonna have lean control um, ABS sucks when you're leaned over or in
3: nice right. loose,
11: loose gravel so they're gonna to have to add uh, technology to compensate like uh, um, KTM did first, yeah. and Ducati did you know all the lean angle when you're yeah, yeah, yeah. applying the brakes and that's sophisticated stuff. So that's going to be the next trickle down.
3: Megan, come on. You work in a motorcycle I don't shop. I fucking know. What's your prediction? What do you What, what do you want to see? Oh, I do think that. A make kit? A, a makeup kit? Go
8: away. <laughs> yeah. What about technology oh, that keeps cruel. morons out of your shop?
5: That would be. Awesome. How about technology that keeps
8: morons out of the passing lane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: I really do think that the electric bikes and all the stuff with the electric bikes it's is gonna, gonna be, be really much more big. Common. People I mean, right now gas prices are super <clears throat> low, knock on wood, but um, I just think that it's not a usable it's not a resource that people want to use anymore and people are looking more into and it's getting more funding. Um, the electric bikes and then stuff that can get you longer than maybe an hour or so of riding. That's oh, I do I have something. Then it would be oh. big. Yes,
3: Dustin?
0: Regenerative
6: braking.
3: Oh, oh yeah.
6: What? Actually, what? electric bikes probably have those. I was about to say, Zeros already have those. <laughs> Not Zeros have cool. been on that. No, they do. Yeah. They do? What about you, oh,
3: yeah.
6: Uh, I. This is like near distant future. Uh, <laughs> hyper-efficiency. Hyper-efficiency, it, because for fuel, <clears throat> hyper-efficient tires that last longer... So, you
3: know, so, like what uh, Craig Vetter's doing with the Vetter Challenge and having... Yeah, possibly.
6: I mean, look, you have the electric... Aerodynamics. Sure. Well, Damn it, Liza, that was mine. Not Sorry. even just aerodynamics, <laughs> but, like, getting the most out of uh, per charge. Getting well, the most out of per liter of gasoline. Uh, how many weekly, daily
4: riders spend their time over 80 miles an hour when, like... Aerodynamics really um, to kick in. Yeah, no comment. Well, you are an exception, Adrian. Uh, myself, I, I go 50 miles an hour to get to work
6: every day. Well, well part of it too.
1: Granted, it is a 25 of, uh, mile
6: per hour zone.
7: For for the hyper efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> well, riding over small
6: children' children's right, heads, it's amazing. Well, it, uh, the other aspect in hyper efficiency too is like emissions control, because like at this even uh, like at this mm. point, it's still a uh, bike is
3: still shit. Fun.
4: There's so much yeah, money it's in not. gas, though. Like nobody wants. Just not gonna last forever.
8: Not yeah. for long. You know? Know?
3: Um, I am going to say that I think the Bluetooth is going to be on every bike. It's going to be the helmets with radio and communicators. And you said the- far
1: future, not tomorrow, right?
3: No, but that's it's happening now. Yeah. I think that will trickle down to all the bikes. The Bluetooth, the the cell phone on on the bike with the bike communicating to your cell phone, which communicates to your helmet. Um, I think there's still a lot to do there.
9: XM radio.
3: Yes, exactly. <laughs>
9: uh, I was going to say something along those lines. That would be super easy. That they just had the prototype for the helmet with the heads up display and the rear you know, camera. The scully, yeah, and I think that the. Like, for an iPhone camera sensor, those things are like five or ten bucks. The real challenge is in the heads-up display, and I don't think that those would be very expensive if they, made, if they could make one that would be affordable for everyone.
3: Right. How about you, Adrian?
9: Um, well,
1: since you I stole, stole the, the aerodynamics one, um, because, yes, motorcycles have the aerodynamics of a brick, really. <laughs> more of a monkey fucking a football no that's you on the r1 <laughs> <laughs> that is. for the listeners i'm in
7: fact six foot nine so yes yes it is a horrifically awkward experience yes.
1: um i'm gonna well, steal riches feels so um, good. and that is inter-vehicle communications um you're going yeah. to have well not just the autonomous like the self-driving cars you're going to have cars that are talking to each other chilling out doing 75 and they are cruise controlled together so they are not doing that constant little slow down speed up so they're all going constant speeds. nice Um, one goes zero yeah and then (laughs) you'll have the bikes which will also have this so in video games, you know you have that map of your enemies, basically? <laughs> You're going to have that on your heads-up oh,
3: display. Oh, nice. And
1: knowing all the vehicles around
7: you.
3: It's like playing, like, I, I like I the, you uh, going,
1: I can, I can
7: actually link my homemade <clears throat> missile system up to that. I see, That's I a see skunkworks way. project. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
3: Douglas, how about you?
4: Uh, well, a couple things. Along the lines of fuel efficiency and aerodynamics, uh, lightness. If you look at like a cheaper Kawasaki or Suzuki or Yamaha, whatever it is, um, still steel pounds. frames, they got really, really heavy steel components. The race bikes, sure, carbon fiber, all around, graphite, all kinds of, you know, really light aluminum. They add ballast to those. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's called but, the rider.
4: <laughs> um, no, they got a minimum weight. Lightness. And uh, aerodynamics. Um, the other thing uh, is the. I, I saw this show a long time ago, and um, it was basically taking the the spokes out of the wheel, so you got the oh the hubless oh, wheels, hubless, wheels, hub-less yeah. wheels. So it takes a lot of the gyroscopic I mean, effect drawn. away. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, yeah, it takes. It, it really lowers your unsprung weight for the suspension. Right. So that. I think. Well, we'll come into
5: play. You're such yeah. a good drawer,
2: honey. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so there's an inner rim and an
4: outer rim, and, uh, and then it goes. That goes to the frame. If if you, you
7: know. Only downsized. Yeah. Now I want you to draw counter rotating brake rotors into that as well. Sure. Ooh. I don't I, know if the brake rotor about goes about the other I way. That. I see that as you
4: apply the brake. There brakes you go. That goes that way, and that goes
7: that way. So that for in your drawing, that drawing now has a hub. <laughs> Something has to hold the rotor, unless you have Buell wheels. And let's face it, no, no, no. Buell wheels are mostly made out of Eric Buell's tears. It now. goes right
8: off the- <laughs> no, that's we, what we all saw the video.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bagel, how about so, you? What, what's your prediction? Well, I I
8: definitely think that electric drivetrains are going to be a huge thing in the future. Uh, it's already starting to come out, but I think there is a huge potential there that hasn't been realized yet, especially with battery technology, which uh, there's a lot of research going on right now into new battery technology that will drastically reduce the... Uh, or to actually increase the power-to-weight ratio of the batteries. Yeah, actually, I'm going think- to
1: jump in one second, because I was talking with Zoe earlier about mm-hmm. this. I figured I'd give her oh, input on yeah, that. that uh, her input was that one of the big things coming out is going to be a turbine engine that is tuned to produce electricity. That's so,
7: also a so, possibility. You know, yeah. yeah this, I, like, I've had this project I want to build for a, a long time now. Take a JFS 100 turbine and use it to drive a, make a turbo electric motorcycle.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: But I think any motorcycle that has battery technology, like any electric motorcycle, I really think that company would do well to hire Liza to do QA. Liza does horrible things to batteries I've learned. And like the last forty eight hours, I've learned that if I ever develop a battery, I'm a hand it to Liza and stand back and see what happens.
3: I'm not scared. That's the problem.
7: Yeah. Yeah. That is actually the problem.
3: <laughs> Zach, how about you? Do you have any predictions? Or something you'd like to see?
10: Well, I don't I, I ride a bike that's older than me and don't really follow this stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> but I would guess that some of the stuff that you see in cars these days—the smartphone integration, nav, you know, navigation screens Wi-Fi hotspot,
2: wi- yeah, <laughs> st-
10: stuff like stuff like that making more of its, like, a ways, like, a common so, thing you'd cup see. Cup holders, LCD.
2: Motorcycle. Yeah, cup holders. <laughs> <laughs>
10: no, BMW yeah. already has that. <laughs> you got the, uh, you got the, cup the, hold the y- uh, cup
1: holder that no, turns like, your headlight into a cup holder. <laughs> An LCD screen embedded in the tank. That mm. sort of thing. Basically
6: the, the Aerostage catalog on a bike. <laughs>
1: Actually, you, know, you know, one thing that really will, I think, be in
7: motorcycles in the next 10, 15 years is uh, the BM- BMW, who finally figured out that if they just put a little ref- weighted reflector in a freaking headlight, that when you lean the bike over, so it'll actually still have the same headlight pattern as when you're going straight up. That would be fantastic to see in 10 years. I would pay a you're lot a of money to have that on my freaking R1 because you're blazing along late at night down Highway 9. You're doing a trillion miles an hour because it's an R1 and Yamaha makes everything awesome. Mm. And you go to lean into a corner and you're blind as bat that would be amazing to actually see on How about just like yeah. uh, headlights on your I helmet? Agree. I was
3: going to say Sage already came up with that solution. Bike lights. <laughs> yeah, he got and but I, then think, I think everyone. he
2: said
5: <laughs> I think he said he got like one of those like little minor <laughs> <laughs>
2: like <helmet laughs>
5: and like he, strapped it onto his bike the other literally <laughs> day. Literally I
7: have never actually envisioned a hard hat glued onto a motorcycle helmet before today was, and like I am little, now convinced that that is an like amazing little, idea. Little,
5: straps, little strap with a light on it and he, i think he just stuck it on his bike
11: <laughs> more amazing Strap is on. Uh, a headlight yeah, for when you do wheelies because all you're doing is oh, lighting yeah. the tree top uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. d-
7: so d- d- i will uh, this is one thing i'll give serek for he was on that years ago he actually strapped a halogen square motorcycle headlight to the bottom of his motorcycle and he turned on do a wheelie and so as the front end would come up in the air
11: they
9: don't even know you're wheelieing the wheelie would
11: actually the, the the wheelie headlight would be pointing forward <laughs> i got a better one than that i went to the ktm 50-year anniversary mm-hmm. And this guy had duct taped a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> and he turned it on when he was doing wheelies. It was perfect. <laughs> so, Rich, what is your favorite piece of
4: the newest technology that's come out that you know of? What is your favorite?
11: The smartphone.
7: I, I mean, on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> a smartphone. Same thing. Yeah.
3: Smartphone oh, integration. Yeah, Smart
7: technology. The R1, there, there is literally an app you download for your phone. What, what's your favorite?
3: Dustin.
11: Suspension.
7: Car- carbon fiber.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: What tasty. All right. So I think that wraps it up. Uh, thank you everybody for listening and sticking with us. I know we get a bit unruly with the large crowds. So Oops.
4: that's the way Liza likes it. Oh shit.
3: Megan, now that you pulled your mic I'm apart. Sorry. Now
6: you gotta hold it with two hands and open your mouth. I you can see I say <laughs> hi Mike 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 showed up a couple minutes ago. He's on the corner. Just, hey Mike, hey, hey, Mike.
3: can you fix this? Um,
6: uh, Wait, no, that's Princess Syndrome again. Fix it yourself. All right,
3: <laughs> Megan, can you tell people how to reach us? Hello. I still don't
5: have the phone number memorized, so I'll. Let I have you it. Do I that. have it. You oh. don't have
3: to look it up. Okay, you can call our voicemail and leave a message at 831-291-291. 5112. You can one, go to our two. website
5: at motorcyclesandmisfits.com. You can send us an email at recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook, uh, Re Cycle Santa Cruz. Yes.
3: I would thank like you very much for that.
1: A pizza.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> with special Extra topics.
3: olives. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> six
1: chicken <laughs> nuggets.
3: On that note, <laughs> this is Liza. <laughs>
6: Adrian. I don't. I don't even know you people anymore. Knock <laughs> you down know for you. R one. <laughs> Dustin. James. Josh. I am Zach.
8: And bagel.
3: <laughs> and we are out. Cool. Cool. cool.
8: cool.